now beginning transmission 108, Rebirth of Thanos, Final Wonder, Mary Marvel Movie Month of May. このエピソードへようこそ。エクノ。シュドリンク。Twitter、Instagram、and <laughs> and welcome to episode 108 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. <laughs> it was too good, I had to just start recording. I'm like, I'll just quietly record this and see where the conversation goes. Oh, I, I do the same thing when I record it too, so it's... Chris you know, you know, yeah, Chris gets so pissed. He's like, I'm just going to play a little spiel. I'm like, what little spiel? He's like, yeah, like, you know, when you hit record and don't tell me and like, I say something weird. I'm like, like now he's like, oh, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Chris. No, not yet. That, that's not like, yet. We haven't got that point No. Okay, so hey, this is episode 108, as we uh, said earlier. Uh, so, Maya, what are we calling this? Because I know you said one thing. My book says the, Sil- uh, re- the Rebirth of Thanos. Yeah, Silver Surfer, Rebirth of Thanos. Okay, Silver Surfer, the Rebirth of Thanos, which also includes Thanos' Quest. Is that what that's called Thanos. inside of it? Yeah, it's Silver Surfer 34 through 38 and Thanos Quest 1 and 2. And my book says that there's an issue of uh, Logan's run. It's it's oh, the, not that little end on the, the little yeah, end. Yeah, it's, it's at the very end. Okay. And what is the yeah. significance of? Well, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, we'll, we have a we have a guess. We'll ask him about that. In a yes, minute. it's true. We have see we have someone who's going to make us all sound like idiots because we have someone who actually knows something about comics. But we'll get to him later. Uh, starting no, out with sure. the guy who uh, starts evil recordings, we have Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Adam. I'm a reviews editor and film critic for Big Shiny Robot. Uh, actually, as we record this, it's the uh, three days before the Don't You Know Who I Am screening of Infinity War. So uh, Andy and I are getting back together for Board as Hell podcast to do a special recording. To Hi, do Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then also uh, you can find me here uh, the Money Books and Firewater podcast and then also over on Cinema Queen's podcast with our good friend Chris hi Chris, oh, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. and occasional guests of, like my husband and boyfriend and stuff so hi husband and boyfriend and stuff. Hi, it is, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah but that's we're, we're doing that so that's me yay and I have lots okay. of free time right now so I'm happy oh yeah yeah you want to come out to California and see a soccer game I have an extra ticket for a game in a couple weeks um, we can talk about. It. Hopefully, I'll be gainfully employed again by then. So, well, that's no fun. I know. <laughs> gainful employment is lame. What's that, Mister um. Ford? Mr. Park is very opinionated on being employed. That's right. He, sure. He's telling me I should go work the corner with Todd. 
That's what, Mr. Pork is a hustler. Salt Lake has under 50,000 people unemployed. So, yeah, we all need to work the corner for a job. That's under 50,000 people? Less than 50,000 people are unemployed in the state of Utah. We had the last month, we had the largest growth of any metropolitan place in the United States. Look, look at the big brain on top. I know. That's what I Someone, get. From you to must hire read people. and stuff. Like <laughs> books. Like books. The reader of books, we have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here on Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. I also do English Class Hooligans with Brian. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. 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 How are you? And my better half as well, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. There we go. <laughs> It's where we read the classics we should have read in high school and college, but hated it because they were assigned. Now we're reading them for real. Some we love, others we hate. And we hate Charles Dickens. Yeah, yeah we've just caused. He's a cunt. Yeah. Um, you can tell he was getting paid by the word. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that one's nice and clean, and we can actually tell family about that one. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my mom, like the other day I mentioned, she's like, oh, what are you doing for, for the weekend? I'm like, oh, I'm recording my podcast. She's like, oh, what are they? I'm like, I will tell you the names, and you are never allowed to listen to them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I, I have no desire. I'm like, so, but yeah, she's, what, she's, she's aware. What, what radio station is it on? <laughs> Oh, it's, 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 it's the ninety seven. It's the same channel as the Netflix. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> Q99. I had an evil suspicion my mom had listened to this podcast when I was helping fix her phone, as I often do. When I saw the podcast app open on her phone, and I was like, "Crap, she's been looking for it." Sorry, mom. I don't know if she's forgiven me. She just pretends like this one doesn't exist, but she's very. Proud you know, of we're very positive. good at that here in Utah. This passive aggressive nature. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of turning off like a light switch, we have Mr. Maya. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Hey, it's Maya. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Talk comics with me. Tell me I'm wrong. Yell at me. Agree with me. Or if you're in Salt Lake City, you can catch me uh, some days up at Dr. Volt's Comics, 2043, 3300 South. We're an awesome comic shop. Come, come buy stuff. If you're listening to this, free comic book day was a few days ago, so don't come for free comic book day. But I hope <laughs> it already did. happened. But uh, we have one other person from Dr. Volt's Comics with us. Hello. This is Andrew. We do. Uh, our very special guest this week, Mr. Hi, Andrew. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Sounds like a self help group. I, uh, I also work at Dr. Volt's Comics with Maya. I also publish comics at Valady Studios. We publish comics like Ruthless, The Mighty Trump, and Salt City Strangers. The Gull. And The Gull. We actually had a new issue of The Gull come out this month. And uh, we will next be found at Wasatch Comic Con in West Valley. That, that will be in the past. That will be in the <laughs> past. So you will have met us at... Um, very enlightening. Well, we want to thank everyone for all the people who showed up because it was a huge turnout. It was a huge was, turnout. I can't believe we the, sold out a book. The, the biggest turnout. Exactly. Of any of any Comic-Con in, in Salt Lake City. But you can find me at... Well, technically it's the only one now. <laughs> Valadystudios.com and Valady Studios is all, is all over social media. Can you spell that? Yes. V-E-L-L-E-I-T-Y. 
Studios.com. And is your Kickstarter still going, or will that be done? By no, the, the Kickstarter the Kickstarter's done okay. for Edison Bell. Edison Bell is done. Yeah, I recommended that one week. Uh, I think with about a week of it left, I I actually kickstarted on that, so I'm going to be getting some books well, from fantastic. you. Fantastic! Thank you. Yeah, you should be receiving your reward within the next couple of weeks. Awesome! That's fantastic. Yes, I yeah. think I ordered five books so that I can share with my friends on this book podcast, so you can buy them for themselves. So. Fantastic! <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I love it. We've got uh, Ruthless 2 Kickstarter coming up, and then we've got a superhero card game called Daring Heroes coming out soon. So uh, look for us in the coming months for a uh, new Kickstarter. Awesome. And uh, hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer uh, based out of California. I do a bunch of stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about, and uh, I have some stuff I'm allowed to talk about, which is uh, I'm doing four shows for Lyric this summer, which also means we'll probably be recording some live shows while I'm out there. And, Hooray! And where is Lyric? What is Lyric, for those who might not know? Oh, uh, for, for Lyric, for those who don't mind, no, Lyric is a repertory theater company in Logan, Utah, which is actually a pure rep, although it is a commonly used phrase. It's not actually done properly. They actually swap out the shows every night. Uh, so we will tech rehearse four shows in a row, and then for like a month and some change, they will do each show. Like they'll do a different show every night, and like two different shows on Saturday. So they'll do a matinee show, and then they'll switch it over for a night show. Uh, it's a little bit crazy, but uh, they're, they're doing something just off the top of my head. They're doing Macbeth, uh, aka the Scottish play. For those of you who are in theater, um, they are also doing an updated version of Sense of Sensibility, directed by one of the writers of the adaptation that we're uh, doing. They're doing. Um, uh, Great Gardens, which is a musical based on the crazy relatives of Jackie Onassis. Uh, they are doing what's the fourth one I'm not thinking of? Oh, uh, Peter and the Starcatcher, which is a prequel to Peter Pan written by Dave Barry. So, uh, should be some interesting. Did stuff. you ever watch that show, Documentary Now, on Netflix? Was like, I love that show so the, much. The, the first one was the Great Garden spoof. Oh my, oh gosh, my god, I love it, it was so just... much. Uh, that one, um, the other one that I really, really loved was the one that makes fun of Stop Making Sense. Uh, it's the rock, like the, the 80s band that's about to break up, and so they, they keep like the band keeps expanding on stage, like, or, like gets to the point where like they have like this whole like Asian drum line in there, like it just gets insane. It's I love that. That show is amazing, yeah, that's just amazing. And then the season two came out a couple months ago, didn't it? I think so. Well, I, I, I've been watching it on Netflix, so um, but I think season two is on Netflix actually now as well, but uh. Yeah, and it's it's introduced by Helen Mirren. Like each episode is introduced by Helen Mirren as if it was like a real thing. It's kind of awesome. Uh, Dame Helen Mirren. I I apologize. Dame Maya wants me to make sure that Dame <laughs> Helen Mirren gets her uh, her dues. But mm-hmm. so anyway, when I hear to talk about any of the random crap that I'm working on, or Dame Edna, or Dame Maya, or Dame Helena, <laughs> whatever. I love Dame Edna. Dame, that's actually pretty great. I will admit that. Uh, yes. But, uh, so yes, uh, this is, uh, we're doing Silver Surfer, The Rebirth of Thanos, which is essentially, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, well, I know this is actually correct, is a prequel to The Infinity Gauntlet, which we have already read, and The Infinity Gauntlet movie will have been out um, by the time of this podcast, or this episode. Like a week? About, yeah, originally we were going to do this episode, it was going to be coming out like the week after the week after, but then of course... You know, Robert Downey Jr. pulled some Twitter magic, and now it's coming out earlier than that. But so, so you've all seen we, it. We've time. seen it. We loved it. Yes. We cried. We went through the five Captain. stages of grief. Yeah, it does take <laughs> out the opportunity for us to sit there and say, "I wonder how they'll do this in the movie." Because really, by the time this actually comes out, we will have seen it and we'll know. So that part of it is not as much fun. But that's I was just surprised by how they got the X Men to show up. I know, pretty impressive, yeah. right? Considering how I mean, that and the Fantastic Four, yet. Galactus. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was really, really excited about Squirrel Girl. He was like, the guy was shut up. And then, like, Parallax was there, too. I guess, like, they bought Warner Brothers in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? You know, because why not? Why not? And she's just shaking his head, being like, these idiots. Actually, he was. <laughs> How did you see that? <laughs> hey, maybe we'll finally get more than, like, one good DC movie, then. Yeah, I'd, I'd like Burn. One. I still have high hopes for Titans. The TV show? The TV show. Did you see the costumes? It was a... They look weird. Are they sweatshirts? But... But then again, that's also a set photo. Yeah. So, anyway, we're not talking about Titans. No. <laughs> Definitely we are. Well, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'll give it till the Doom Patrol shows up, and then... That'll be the... Yeah, if they do the, the Doom, Patrol, Doom Patrol well, I'll keep going. I think that's supposed to be, like, episode five. Perfect. Jeff Johns is writing it. Oh, mm. okay. I may need to All pick right. your brain about the Doom Patrol. Okay. Because I, I read the Gerard Way, the first trade of that. <laughs> Have you read the Grant Morrison stuff? I haven't, and that's where I wanted to get your opinion on to where to jump in on that. Because I actually really like the Gerard Way thing on it, but like it was one of those things I where, so. yeah, like I I liked it. I, we did it on the show, and I kind of felt like I subjected people to it. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it more than most people here did, but like it, it's just it was a weird experience that I kind of enjoyed. So like, where would be a good spot to jump in on that? You Grant start Morrison at the, the Grant Morrison story, okay. uh, where Grant Morrison starts. Anything I think you they've need, released those in three. Yeah, you get ultimate it, trades now. Yeah, you get three ultimate trades of that. Okay, and that's the everything you need to know to start on the Gerard Way stuff. <laughs> well, um, yeah, slog through sixty issues to be able to read the. Well, it's a direct sequel <laughs> yeah. to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. See, I didn't know that at the time when we recorded. Mm-hmm. We were wondering about it, and I was like, I don't think so. And then I yep. asked you that same week, like two days later, I was like, well, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really like Doom Patrol. I actually own the entire run of the 60s series. Okay. And I have all their Silver Age appearances. I really, really like that comic. I think it's superior to its ripoff comic from the same era. The X-Men. The X-Men. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's true, by the way. X-Men yeah. is a ripoff of Doom Patrol. Yeah, misfit characters led by a enigmatic character in a wheelchair. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the uh, Marvel counterpart to The Street? To, to Danny the Street? Danny <laughs> the Street Danny showed up in the... Uh, uh, Grant Morrison run. Okay, and so that he, he doesn't have a Marvel counterpart. So Marvel, get on it. Yeah, there you go. You need a, a Johnny the Way. Yes, Johnny the Johnny the, the Free Way. Sack. Yeah, Johnny the Cul-de-Sac. He's French. <laughs> okay, well, some of us have obviously already been drinking, but I think now is a great time to go into our drinking games for this book. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine is called, well, you're an evil fucker. Um, <laughs> it's whenever Thanos does something that's just so over the top and fucked up, you're like, you evil little fucker. <laughs> so pretty much every time he gets an Infinity Stone, you're going to be drinking. Awesome. And, then, and then about and then about maybe three or four times in the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, Mr. A- uh, Maya, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine's called Gotta Catch Em All. Uh, it's really just for the back half of the book, but each time Thanos gains one of the uh, Infinity Gems or, or Soul Gems, mm-hmm. uh, as they're initially called, take a drink. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? I do. It's no death. I love you the most. 
so every time Thanos has to keep telling Daph, no, 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 I'm lying to all these bastards over here. It's you that my heart is. Saying. Man, you're going to get trashed. But <laughs> we still have two more drinking games. Yeah. yeah, which mine is actually very similar, which is death becomes her. And it's every time death is mentioned, take a drink, which is also very evil. Uh, and Mr. Andrew, do you have a drinking game rule for us? I do. It's called I'm Thanos and I'm awesome. <laughs> and every time Thanos says something that's self-aggrandizing, take a drink. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to get fucked up reading this book. <laughs> we are in trouble. Yeah, the last 10 pages of Thanos Quest is going to be a hard for you. Yeah, I almost did something about them, uh, you know, doing the classic hero and villain, like, monologuing also, because there's a lot of that in this book as well. So, should we give just a brief preview? We won't go into spoiler territory, but a brief preview as to what people want to counter on this before we get into uh, votes as to whether we... Uh, do it or not. Andrew, since you are the expert here, would you mind giving us just a, like a brief... I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, tell me to go to hell. Just sort of like a, hey, what the general gist of what the this book is before, uh, you know, without spoiling too much. Thanos served death uh, back in the 70s and died fighting Adam Morlock. And so death brings him back to write an imbalance between life and death. And so, to that end, Thanos decides to collect the Infinity Gems to destroy half of life in the universe. Is that succinct to, enough? To, to, bring, yeah, sure. to bring balance. Yeah, bring balance yeah. to the Force. Yeah, bring exactly. balance to the force. You were the chosen one! <laughs> the light side have cookies too, Anakin. <laughs> yes, but they have raisins. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I think I think that's a pretty no, good... That's, that's awesome, yes. That's uh, very succinct. And also, a little more background information as to when... Uh, well, I, and I'll, we'll have to get into this later, because I'm a little fuzzy on some of the Adam Warlock stuff, but we will get into that probably after our... That's why we have Andrew. <laughs> exactly. I brought Andrew specifically for this episode because both he and I share a, a deep love for all this Jim Starlin, Thanos, Adam Warlock. Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Oh yeah, what was that? Wasn't Jim Starlin at Salt Lake Comic Con a couple years ago? No. No. Okay. I'm no. somebody else. The closest he's going to be is he's going to be at Vegas Con this summer. Oh really? It's, uh, yeah, July first. Uh, the con. Will the Lady Studios be there too? Maybe. It's up in the air still. <laughs> yeah, it's up uh, in the air still. Okay. Uh, the only claim to fame I have is, well, the, the two is that Marv Wolfman uh, is from nearby here. He hangs out at our comic shop every so often. Uh, and the other one is is that uh, Rob Liefeld used to work at my comic shop. And the comic shop's celebrating his 30th year this year. And so he will swing by every so often as well, which I've yet to bump into him yet, which is kind of a bummer. If, if you see him, see if he'll draw you a pouch. Have you seen his pouch <laughs> character? That yes. yes. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Be like, I don't want a full character. I just want a pouch, just a yeah. single pouch. <laughs> so you can frame it. But no, no, have him draw it on your like uh, on your arm or something, and then go get it tattooed. I'd actually be um. tempted to do that. I really would be tempted to do that. Anyway, I, so this is the point in time where we do uh, votes as to whether or not we believe that it is worth your hard-earned money and time and effort to go hunt down this book and then sit down and read it. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the form. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. 
Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, this is a yay or nay, is it worth it uh, to vote? Uh, Mr. Todd, what's your vote? Yay. Read it. Okay, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, yay, definitely. Loved it. I know what uh, Maya's vote's going to be, but I'm going to ask anyway. Maya, what's your vote? Yay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. Andrew. Uh, I would say yay. I've bought this in one form and of another over the years five times. <laughs> yeah, I have it in two different forms. Yeah, so. Uh, I yeah, think- I'm, I'd say yay. Technically, I have in two different forms because I didn't take it with me th- this morning and I had to finish it, so I bought it digitally as well so I could read on my phone. <laughs> uh, but I also vote yay. I enjoyed the shit out of this. Actually, this was really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so, well, great. Well, it's, it's actually kind of funny because with the you know Infinity War happening, you know a lot of a lot of places are getting comics you would they wouldn't normally carry. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was at Fye the other day, walking around looking at stuff, and they actually had like twenty of these on the oh, shelf. Really? Yeah, cool. I, I'd say if you're going in and to get Infinity Gauntlet, you should. They, they should just be pairing these two books together for sure it, they really should but like i i didn't personally feel because we we read infinity gauntlet like what it's been a chunk of change it was like one of the first ones we did wasn't it i don't no. think it was one of the first ones but it's it was like a year. Year. I, you know, I have a list hold on but well, the other thing is that like i still even reading them out of order i still found this book really enjoyable like just mm-hmm. kind of to see it was almost sort of like a, a little bit of a prequel kind of thing holy crap <laughs> We read it How in January of last year. Okay. It's oh. been a year. Yeah, we read it. We read it, uh, it was episode 38 is when we read Infinity Gauntlet. 38? Episode 38, January 2nd, 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that wow. was a chunk of change ago. But, uh, yeah, so it's been a while. So and before that movie comes out, I actually might crack that again and do it and give it another read. That was a weird month. Oh, yeah, that's where we did Beginnings of Things. That's what that book was. Um, and we did that book as beginning of the end, and also because they're starting to talk about Infinity Gauntlet. We were too eager to read the book than to wait for when the movie is actually about to come out. So we're reading the prequel backwards, but that's how it goes. Um, any forewarnings that we feel like we should give people? Any backstory that they might need to know before they jump in and read this? Um, I know. Well, you can just in, jump in and read it. Just jump just in and read it. Yeah, it. I think so too. Maybe yeah. Yeah. It covers so. a lot of what you need to know in flashbacks. That and it. I mean, it's he, he does a little bit of the. I'm going to tell you my entire story, and I'm going to tell you why you're an idiot, and why I beat you last time, and you know there's a little yeah. bit of that as well. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's got uh, it's got it's got enough talking to let you in. Cool. Well, then we will give you a little break. So this is the magic of uh, podcasts, where if you press pause, we will wait in the magic internet ether. Uh, there's a cocktail bar now here, so uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so we hang out, and then when you're done reading, you press play, and we come back into your device, and we start talking again. It's amazing. It's a miracle of modern science. Uh, so we will see you on the flip side. Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Uh, and welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed the reading. For those of you who didn't read it, we're going to give you a quick summary of it and start discussing the crap out of it because there's a lot of details here. Um, Mr. Maya, would you be so inclined as to uh, do the summary since you're a big fan of this book and you can make it as brief as you want because I know we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh, so it starts off, Silver Surfer crashes on... I don't a remember. A dead world. A dead world. Uh, he sees a big giant skull uh, building. He goes inside and he sees guys 
uh, talked about they work for Mistress Death. They're bringing back this dead soul. Did you soul. assume her gender? I, I did. Because they actually call her Mistress Death. That's her title, dude. That's her title. Uh, and they're bringing back this dead soul of a guy that worshipped her. He sees some hallucinations, all sorts of weird shit. And uh, the issue ends with Thanos is magically back. Dun, dun, dun. Next issue, Thanos is like, uh, I'm going to show you stuff about this great imbalance that I've come to to fix. Silver Surfer blasts him in the face with the full-on power cosmic blast, and Thanos shrugs it off like it's nothing. That happened to me this morning. Oh, naughty. <laughs> you also got blasted in the face? I, uh, apparently and shrugged it off like it was nothing. There's some sort of context I'm missing. Context. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he takes him to Earth, uh, talks about how Earth is overpopulated, how they're killing the themselves. The has to be an incumbent. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good, good kids, I'm on the pill, so. Uh, good for you! <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> is that enough context for you? Thanos, Thanos is talking about the great imbalance of basically population in the universe being too many. Uh, he takes Silver Surfer to Earth, talks about them. Uh, how Earthlings breed too much and are killing themselves with pollution and just stupid shit. Uh, then he takes them to another world that's lush and green and, and filled with these cute little alien guys. Solarians. Uh, Solarians. Solarians. Uh, then they go away. They're talking about random stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Thanos is like, well, I already started enacting my plan. You know, we went to Earth. You contracted diseases that were there. And you, normally when you use your surfboard and go away... Uh, cosmic stuff in space, you know, kills that stuff when you leave Earth, but since we teleported, you took all those germs to Solaria, and are they're all dying now. Uh, Thanos is like, you can go save them, or you can attack me, so of course Silver Surfer does the hero thing, he goes and saves who he can, it looks like uh, he, yeah, he saves one guy, heals them, and then they pass kind of the uh, antidote on. He, talks, he, goes, he goes to go out there and like, touch as many people as you can and yeah. stuff. And I think that's just a really, really bad thing because that just does not take consent into play. <laughs> go out so. and touch them all. Uh, the end of the issue, we see Kronos, who is Thanos' grandfather. He brings, uh, who originally created Drax, he brings Drax back to life. Drax who? Drax the Destroyer. Oh. Uh-huh. No, no, not, not Drax the Accountant. So. Oh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Drax the CPA. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Next issue. Tracks the cum dumpster. God damn it. <laughs> so, Silver Surfer goes to Earth to warn the Avengers of Thanos because he know he, they fought him in the past. Uh, she Hulk sees him and shut up, pork. You guys have been drinking over there. Holy crap. We actually have it. It's, the beer is ten percent. We only have like maybe half a glass. So. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk sees Silver Surfer and is like, "Who the fuck are you? Get out of here!" He basically takes on a straight on punch from her. Uh, Captain America comes. Captain America comes in and is like, "Oh, that's our friend," and basically mansplains that lady. You need to go <laughs> check out the Avengers associate file so you know who our friends are. <laughs> then Silver Surfer kind of warns Cap that Thanos is still alive. We get a nice little recap of. Uh, who he is and why we should care. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In case you haven't been paying attention before. Yeah. Or or we're reading comics in the 70s. Oh, sure. Um, when Silver Surfer leaves, this part I kind of glossed over uh, Impossible Man. 
fucks with Silver yeah, Surfer. It's sort of like this weird, like, it's I like Bugs really Bunny runs, runs into Silver Surfer for five seconds and delays him and annoys him. <laughs> like Silver Surfer t- took the, a wrong, wrong turn at Albuquerque. The yeah. reason it's in there mm-hmm. is that he learns to not punch his way out of the problem, oh. and he later uses that to get rid of Drax. Yeah. And so that's the whole reason we wasted an entire issue. Half, half of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Hijinks ensue. Impossible Man is annoying Impossible Man. Uh, who's normally, isn't he a Fantastic Four character normally? Yes. Then he Sorry, leaves. I was nodding. I don't <laughs> yes. uh, Then he leaves. Next issue, Silver Surfer goes to Titan to talk to Mentor. Thanos' father. Hey, your shitty son's back alive. Hey, Eros, your shitty brother is back alive. Drax shows up on Titan looking for him. They they have a they tussle and Silver Surfer finally talks some sense into Drax. Uh, next one distracts him with television. But you're not you're not quite there yet. Oh. Uh, next one we see uh, Nebula, who looks quite different than the Nebula we've seen in the movies, and her band of space pirates. Yar uh, Yar. Thanos shows up. He's like, bitch, I'm in charge, and he fries Nebula. Oh, wait, never mind, the- Todd. Yes, we were past that point. We'll go back to that, though, because that is my favorite thing. I apologize. Sorry. Are you on the moon? The delay is weird. Uh, no, right? <laughs> um, just more, more hijinks. Silver Surfer encounters Thanos. He faces him. Uh, Thanos basically tricks him into thinking that... In, tr- tricks Silver Surfer into thinking he's killed him. Uh, and Thanos gets away. Uh, that's not in the normal book. Sorry, I'm in a I'm in a different copy of the book here. Gotcha. Uh, and then we get to it's Thanos the extra Quest special edition. It is. It's the one that came with that big box set. We get to Thanos Quest, which is Thanos uh, gathering the Infinity Gems uh, to help further his uh, goal of wiping out half of life in the universe. Uh, he through all sorts of fuckery. He gets the Soul Gem from the Inbetweener. Uh, he gets the Power Gem from the Champion. And during this, you've got Death and the minions awfully impatient. Yeah. Going, you haven't killed half of them yet. What's going they're on? They're micromanaging like hell, man. Uh, which gym is it the, from the Garden? Time Gym. Time Gym. Mm-hmm. They changed all the colors recently in the comics to match the movies, so now I'm getting all mixed up. Uh, but the Time Gym from the Gardener, and we'll talk about this a little more in depth. That's why I'm kind of mm-hmm. going over this part quick. Reality Gym from the Collector. Is it the Space Gym from... Yes. The Runner. The Runner and... Mind. Mind gem from the uh, Grandmaster. And then at the end, he has all the gems. He names them the Infinity Gems. Before this, they were just called the Soul Gems. Uh, and no, it's not the, the Grand... No, it's not. The Collector changes the name of them. The Collector says, no. you think of them as the Soul Gems, but they're actually the Infinity Gems, if I remember correctly. The Thanos says that to the Collector. Oh, okay. Never mind then, yes. Oh, yeah. And then, yep, at the end, he goes through and names them all, time, soul, reality, power, etc., and goes back to death and is like, I'm ready now. Embrace me. But then he he says that, uh, who could have guessed that becoming a god would prove to be such a hollow victory? Yeah, because he is god this, now. Well, at this point, like, uh, you know, death still won't speak to him, and so he asks him why, and he's like, well... Because you're a god now, you're actually several stations above death, so she like you're, she's not worthy to talk to you. So he's like, well, fuck. She has now become a thread in the tapestry that is Thanos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the quick overview. Let's talk about it, guys. Because Todd mentioned it, and it's actually one of my favorite parts, we'll just start back with uh, the... Uh, 
the defeating of Drax with the television set, which is one of my favorite things in this book, actually. That he just distracts him with old reruns of old sitcoms. And, uh, That's right. And, and just like little audio clips to be like, okay, guess if you can figure out which, uh, which old rerun they're watching now, which made me super happy. Lucy! I was going to say, is, is, is it the I Love Lucy with the chocolate on the conveyor belt? Well, it's like there's I Love Lucy, there's the Leave it to Beaver intro, there's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Have Gun Will Travel. Will, yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of them in there. Uh, oh, there's uh, Mr. Ed is mentioned, uh, part of the theme song from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Gilman's Island, though, surprisingly. Oh, there's uh, Beverly Hillbillies. There's actually Superman as well. Yeah, there is a Superman reference. And, uh, yeah. and Andy Griffith. Clark Kent yeah. is a Marvel character. Is he? Yeah, he he keeps showing up in oh, Thor comics. That's right. <laughs> yeah, as and Thor is flying over him. Yeah. Really? So he's talking to Lois Lane. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. interesting. But they never actually call him Clark Kent. Do they? they call him Clark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, there's Clark. Was that what what Simonson Simonson stuff? Okay. Side note: That's some stuff we should do on here in the future. Is the Walt Simonson Thor? That's okay. a bit of a read Ooh, for volume one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like a 1,300-page omnibus. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, then, Maya, since uh, you and Andrew have a deep love for this book, where do you guys want to jump in on that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so, um, uh, can I get a little backstory on Adam Warlock? Because for some reason, like, I guess when, because we read this out of order, when he comes back in Infinity Gauntlet, I thought that was his actual original book, but he was born before... Yeah, he'd yeah. been in there since the seventies as well, Six, right? Uh, well, 60, he first appeared in the sixties in Fantastic Four. He was a creation by the evil scientists, the Enclave, to create the perfect man. Okay, and he he was birthed from a giant cocoon and named himself him. And then he rampaged around the uh, Earth for a while looking for a mate. Uh, like fighting Thor, like you do. Yeah. Yeah, you wake up and then you want a bone, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. And then uh, he ends up on Counter Earth, created by the High Evolutionary, which is a second Earth on the other side of the sun from our Earth. Okay. Now, now, how that affects orbital mechanics and gravity, they don't address because yeah. it's a 70s comic. <laughs> but um, he's then given the soul gem by the High Evolutionary and. So that he can bring, yeah. There's a copy of Fantastic Four sixty seven, his first appearance, which is great for audio. Yeah, look at <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, fantastic. audience isn't that grand. <laughs> He's given the soul gem by the High Evolutionary, and then he becomes Jesus of Counter Earth. <laughs> that's uh, not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. Oh man! Find him and then shooting him into space. Like you do, like you, like <laughs> with real Jesus, right? Yeah. And then, uh, technically speaking, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes back later, and then when Jim Starlin took over Adam Warlock, he became more of an iconoclast character, where he's fighting against a religion called the Universal Church of Truth, and the Universal Church of Truth was founded by Adam Warlock himself from the future that had traveled in the past (laughs) and became the evil Magus. And uh, he teams up with Thanos to defeat the Magus. I'm pretty certain you just described the highest level of Scientology. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then he he fought the Thetans. Yeah, exactly. Where does Zeno come into play? But where does Battlefield Earth fit into this? (laughs) That was on Counter-Earth. Battlefield Counter-Earth. In the trash can where it belongs. (laughs) 
I saw that movie for that. free at a press now screening. Now it's too much. That movie's and you still wanted my back? time back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like when James Hunt and Bob went back and like sued all the directors to get their money back. For sure. Yeah. I love that cartoon. That was great. So okay. that's Adam Warlock. He eventually dies fighting Thanos. And then another time-traveling Adam Warlock comes and sucks his own soul into the soul gem. You know, if I could, you know, if I could suck my own soul, I would never leave the house. <laughs> yeah, that's I why you removed the bottom two ribs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can suck your own soldier. That's right. Yeah. So that's Adam Warlock uh-huh. in a nutshell. I'll tell them in a giant nutshell. Then how did how did he die in the seventies? He got Thanos just did a blast of power and then he collapsed. It was not very clear. He an anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. Because yeah. you fought all this shit, you've taken all this shit, but then boom, exactly. Dead. Basically, he contracted yeah. HIV and then died in the eighties. Yes. Aww, 1975. But the uh, here's a Studio 54 hanging out with Andy Warhol and David Bowie. Yeah. Oh, will you draw Adam Warlock hanging out with David Bowie and Andy Warhol? That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I will do him hanging out with. I will do him hanging out with Andy Warhol. But nice. I have yet to draw a decent looking thin white duke. So <laughs> we'll have to wait on that one. But I think you have to have the dazzler on stage backstage behind the Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Could be I want to copy of that picture. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I had no idea that Adam Warlock was still wearing. Oh yeah, great. oh yeah. I kind of want to read Jesus Adam Warlock. Actually, uh, they have it available in two trades. I think all the oh, really? that stuff. It's those big hardcover. Well, no, they, those are out of print, but okay. they re-released. Uh, your brother ordered them. Okay, sure. I'll, yes, I'll, they are. I'll, available. I'll find. I'll find what books for you to get. Uh, it, okay. we, already, we already read American Jesus, though. We did. Yeah. Just waiting on volume two. My other question about this is, is that the relationship between Thanos and death, where does that start? How does that play out? I, I have my own weird feelings about the ending of it, where it kind of feels like this sort of uh, self-fulfillment weird thing of like, it's almost like the guy who is in love with the girl he can't get the girl, so he gets a guitar, he starts a band, he becomes a big rock star, and now he's too good for her, and she won't have anything to do with him now because he's too good for her, and she's intimidated by him. You watch way too many John Hughes movies. That, and that's <laughs> exactly what That's happened. what comes across, though, as, right? Like, that's, that's, what, that's what it seems like to me. So Thanos was so obsessed with death, he's such a nihilist, he loves death so much, he's murdered his own mother. And death has appeared to him consistently throughout his life. He loves death so much, death has manifested as a physical being and hangs out with him. Now, he wants a emotional and maybe a physical relationship with he death. He wants to bone a skeleton. Uh, but... The Thanos' story has always been one of unrequited love. He's he's devoted to death, but you can't love something so distant, so abstract, so ebon in her ways. It's not uh, possible. And yet he keeps pushing the issue, and he keeps doing whatever he can to win an aff- affection from a being that's incapable of demonstrating that affection. Was that yeah. too deep? I thought you were going. I thought okay, you were right. going. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, but that, that was one of the things that I kind of I did love about this book was that having just read the Infinity Gauntlet, you're like, okay, Thanos is this big bad guy. In this book, I actually kind of felt for Thanos, and I kind of liked him. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he's trying to kill everybody, mm-hmm. but at least the dude's got goals. Like, and well, he's you know he's trying to yeah. like. It's, it's part of the part of the writing a good villain. The villain is always the hero of their own story. Yeah. Even if, even though here um, he's not doing anything even remotely heroic, yeah, 
but yeah. he's yeah. doing it for a good cause. He's, he's, he wants well, the girl. his own good cause. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. wants the girl. Yeah. I want to get the girl. And I can understand but, that. But essentially, the girl is his own, del- not necessarily delusion, but just a vision that only appears to him. Yeah. Yeah, other people have seen her, but uh, it's not a... But she is very much a... She's just a physical personification of the concept of say, death. Yeah, the idea. The idea or concept of death. There's no... She's not really real. She doesn't. She barely has a will of her own. Then that completely destroys one of my movie theories. Well, I was kind of hoping that he'd be trying to woo Hella, which yeah, I think is still what I was hoping for yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't see Hella die. No, no, no. and that's the that's an old Marvel rule. Oh, if yeah. if there's yeah. no body, they're not dead. Damages to kill longer. Die yeah, later. exactly. Yep. He's gonna be in a tube like uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Well, not anymore. He's out now. Spoilers. And <laughs> it's the biggest fucking movie in the world. If you haven't seen it, I don't give a shit. It came out months ago. And he's well, in the okay. fucking trailer. Huh? <laughs> huh? Jesus. Is the rule if, the video, if it's out on video, it's okay to spoil? Is that the, the rule? Because, I mean, that, you're fine on that account as well. I think it's made a billion at the box office. It's okay to spoil. Yeah. Everyone's seen it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had yeah, so my many mom people. Not, not in the South, though. You guys have a lot of listeners in the, in the South? I don't know. In the South, I don't know. Uh, we just get it by country. Uh, so I'm not exactly certain. You know, the uh, South is a different country from here. <laughs> I know. Well, when I was when I was backpacking around Europe, if I met someone from America, they said they're from America, unless they're from Texas, and then they would say they're from Texas. That was a different thing entirely. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Being a former Texan. However, uh, I do believe you've lived in Utah uh, longer than you ever lived in Texas. Yeah, I might have been here longer, but I'm still Texan. Well, I also realized today when I was driving, I, I've lived in California long enough to be sick of hearing the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the radio. <laughs> so, I'm not a real Californian. I'm not a real Californian because I'm sick of the Chili Peppers? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm from San Jose Chili originally. Oh, uh, rock on. Yeah, so. You guys have a good hockey team, actually. Yeah, Sharks are now. doing pretty well this year. Yeah, they are. None of the that's teams around sports for now. Sports. Yeah. None of the teams around me have survived, so that's how it goes. The Kings and I think the Ducks well, are both. Well, the LA football point. clubs having a good opening season. They are. That's what I was, I was saying this morning. And uh, by the time this comes out, it will have gone to their home opener, which is great. What about Thanos's football club? Thanos the Black football Order. Club. The Black Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a great name for a football team. The Black Order. That's I think really that is great. Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys can't see the look of <laughs> casual disdain on Adam's face. It's totally worth it. Adam always has a look of casual disdain. It's just kind of how That's he goes. Right. It's his resting bitch face. The only way to bring it over the top is to um, let him know that Manny will be around. Fuck you. You know what? Manny? We, we don't talk about Manny both hands from Tag and Drink. <laughs> That angered me and Adam so much. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, Maya, you kind of blew over a bunch of the Infinity Stones because uh, you said you were going to discuss them later. Do you want to get into that? Right. The Gardener. I thought the Gardener was my favorite part. Actually, you know what? That is... A, the Gardener was my favorite part as well, which is why I actually have a Gardener cocktail. So I'll just drop that in right now. Okay. Uh, so this is also a very California, very hippie drink. Uh, so it is... Avocado? Three- <laughs> and <laughs> It's uh, it's three ounces of green juice, such as like the print, uh, the blueprint juices. Which I, sadly, I live in California, so I know exactly what blueprint juices are. One and a half ounces of barrel aged gin, one uh, teaspoon of agave, and five drops of immunity. I can't even say that word. T i n c. Yes, thank you. That tincture is that right? Tincture. Tincture. Yeah. Tincture. Okay. Such as Mount Rose Immune Care, which that sounds some hippie shit. 
so you combine the green juice, marmalade, gin, the agave, and the tincture in an ice filled shaker. Shake the shit out of it and strain into a coupe glass with one large uh, ice cube. And you garnish with a cucumber will and a rhubarb spear. Uh, because I like the gardener character. And uh, uh, what, so what, what stone did the gardener have? Um, time. Good time. Okay. Yeah. And, and the gardener, we were talking about this before we, we started recording. He really hasn't been seen in comics since then, up until the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Okay. But yeah, who, who was the gardener, Andrew, like before this? So um, he first appeared in Marvel Team Up, fighting Adam Warlock and Spider Man on the moon, where he was making a garden. And he and the stranger were fighting over their infinity gems, both the stranger and and Gardner had an Infinity Gem, and the uh, Stranger wanted both of them. The Stranger's the one who jerks you off, right? So the, uh, he's, he's left-handed. He's left-handed, okay. yeah. That's right. No, he, he's got a, uh, we call him Stranger Danger at Dr. Volts, yeah. or Mustache Ride, because he's got an epic pointy mustache. Oh, who wants mustache rides? Yeah. I do, I do. <laughs> Sit on my face and tell me that you love me. <laughs> so uh, that's where the Gardner came from. He, he, he only appeared a handful of times before Thanos' quest. He fought the Hulk. Fought Spider-Man a couple times. He's he's a pacifist, so he doesn't really. He's not a great villain. Yeah, no, he's he's just kind of there. Yeah, it's like I mean, uh, I'm just he's. I, I got this sort of like semi-poison ivy vibe from him. Like he uses the plants mm-hmm. to fight. Is that kind of what he does? Yeah, or? yeah. He usually wraps people up in vines. He doesn't. Uh, he's not violent. He's he really is a pacifist. All he does is garden, and um, he showed up once in Secret Wars. Two to argue with the Beyonder. We don't talk about <laughs> yeah. Secret Wars too. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I don't even know why he was there. He was there with like the Living Tribunal. I didn't think they were even on the same yeah, level. Right. Yeah, I do like that. Neither of them want to hurt each other, but Thanos is like, "I want your gem," yeah, and you you gem. don't realize what you have. You you have this Infinity or this uh, the Soul Gem, but you don't know what you what you possess. Mm-hmm. And uh, ends up making a plant out of the gardener, a yeah, potted gardener, potted gardener. Yeah, um, yeah those in California. So side note: I, I mentioned recently and that Oregon. the gardener showed back up in the Jerry Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. That's leading into this whole big Infinity whatever storyline they're building to right now. But he is evil now and is growing all sorts of evil little groups or tree people like Groot, like his alien race, uh, to wreak havoc. So Groot is originated from the gardener? No. No, he's from Planet X. Okay. But the gardener is growing little groups. Little groups that are turning into big monster groups. Like it. Flora Colossi. Turning in my dick. <laughs> you have a one track mind, Adam. Holy shit. Dude, I did <laughs> never mind. <I'm> <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> a one, a one, one dick mind. Just one? No. Okay. 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 Uh so yeah, I mean, that kind of covers the gardener. We also have, we'll, we'll cover the other two in the first issue, the champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the power gem. I like that Thanos ends up beating him for it. And then he's like, well, uh, or he, when he gets the gem, champion asks, you know, in payment for me giving you the gem, transport me to another planet because they blow up the planet they're on while they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And Thanos is like, oh, I'll transport you to another planet if you give me your gem. And uh, he just drops him in orbit, so he just plummets towards this other planet. Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, then that goes back to my drinking game of when, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're an evil fucker. It's yeah. Because, like, you know, I, <clears throat> I knew Thanos was before I read this. Like, I read this, um, well, I think when we did Infinity Gauntlet, I think you recommended 
Maya that I read this one. The Thanos quest. Yeah, which it was cool because I always heard how evil he was, and I've seen him in you know the, the video games and everything else. But this really sets him up to be like this horrible bastard. Like I'd never realized that you know his his legacy of being this evil villain was really earned. Yeah. At the same time, in the beginning, when he's talking about in Silver Surfer about how Earth is overpopulated, this all this is happening, people are going to start killing each other. I'm like, it's kind of the Ultron thing. It's like he's right, you know. Like yeah. he's but he's just a manipulative bastard, so he's using it to to further his own agenda. But it's um, I, I always love when you have a villain like that where what they're saying is true because you know the best lie is when you take a half a truth and a half a lie mixed together for sure. Because uh, he really is like telling Silver Surfer like this is what's going to happen. This planet is going to be destroy itself because of this and he's 100 right just he wants to go about fixing it the wrong way sure and you also watch thanos's um ken don't you want to have anything to do with him so mm-hmm. granddad is like let me bring back drax the destroyer and his father's like yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> like this actually like, oh, took care of this. his brother the date rapist is like yes oh. eros which, but you don't really get a sense of it in this, but Star Fox is... A piece of shit. A piece of shit. He is a full-on date rapist. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. What, what's, his, what's his superpower? It's uh, Cosby. He, he, he <laughs> um, can... That's what it is now. Uh, ...affect the pleasure centers of your brain, so he just makes people really susceptible to suggestion and pleasure. So, well, I do like a piece of shit. He's the Cosmic Cosby. Yeah. The Cosmic Cosby. Nice. But even when now they're talking with Captain America, it's like, oh, I'm going to go see Eros. And Captain America's like, I don't like that guy. No, Surfer was saying oh, that. Surfer, yeah. Yeah, Surfer said that Captain America yeah. was like, you know he was an Avenger, right? And, he's and like, Silver Surfer's like, I thought you had better yeah. people on your team. Yeah. So, um, actually, we're talking about Thanos. So that goes into my drink, which is called the Mad Titan. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one and a half ounces of vodka, half ounce of black raspberry liqueur. Oh, two ounces of my drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not anymore, fucker. Cranberry <laughs> juice. Uh, you shake the shit out of it over ice and, st- and straight it into a glass. I personally went out there and tried to find something that wasn't Thanos related because I found one that actually was called the Thanos. Yeah, but... I, f- I, f- I found that one as well. Uh, except I named it Old Purple Puss. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so we do bring back Drax the Destroyer. Yes. And he gets distracted by television but besides that he's holding on to the yeah this is back when drax was kind of just his brains weren't there but his brawn and anger was Mm -hmm. uh i remember reading infinity crusade and he was he's basically like cosmic hulk like hulk's drax smash drax kill thanos thanos Thanos. like he talked he talked like this uh Um, is his motivation the same in the comics as it is in the movies or is that something that's different uh no. no he he you want me to take this all right yeah, since we so, since we talked about it Drax just pawing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Drax was created by Kronos back in the seventies to fight Thanos uh he was created from a dead jazz musician named Arthur <laughs> Douglas <laughs> that Thanos had Thanos had killed because they spotted his spaceship, and so Kronos resurrects Arthur Douglas as Drax the Destroyer, and then he hunted Thanos his entire career, and then once Thanos died, he just kind of palled around with Captain Marvel, right. and then his daughter is Moon Dragon. The bald gal from the Infinity Watch. He was a jazz musician. That's what exactly what a jazz musician would name their kid. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and she ended up killing him by distru- using her telepathic powers to fry his brain. And so that's, that's why, why he's all that's old. why he comes back uh, in a short bus. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. What well, instrument did he play? Uh, he played a saxophone. Of course he did. Absolutely. Drax the sax. Well, that comes into my drink. Mine's called Old Fashioned Drax. Um, okay. <laughs> Is it a Drax on the beach? It's similar <laughs> to that. No. So this has three ounces of Fireball whiskey, one and a half ounces of maple syrup, and three ounces of fresh orange juice. You pour all that into a cocktail shaker, you shake the shit out of it, and then you um, put it into a coupe glass, and you drink that slowly and deliciously. I also thought about calling it Sex on the Sun, because he's just holding on to Silver Surfer's board, and like Silver Surfer's like, I'll get rid of him, I'll fly through the sun! And Drax is like, is that all you got? I'm very curious about the combination of maple syrup and orange juice. With fireball cinnamon. Yeah. So cinnamon whiskey. That would work out well though. Actually, the maple and orange would go well together. The maple and the orange, and then the maple and the cinnamon would go pretty well too. With that warm, tastes like a cinnamon pancake breakfast. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you because when you go get (laughs) pancakes breakfast, you have orange Uh juice with it, and you're going to get the two flavors mixed. So okay, I guess like it just like written out like that just seems interesting. Uh, I have a friend of mine who was who's a was raised a vegetarian who said that like his magic sauce to make anything taste good was equal parts of maple syrup and soy sauce and said it makes everything taste amazing and like, I that feel like my secret sauce tastes good does it um One pineapple juice you, know, you have that that whiskey maple syrup yeah uh-huh. do we have orange juice because mm-hmm. then do we, have, uh, do we have fireball i don't have any oranges right now so also okay. we have okay. we also have thanos getting the uh the actual soul gem from the in-betweener who looks like frank gorshin from that episode of star trek is that the let that be your last battlefield yeah now he is black on the left side i am black on the right side uh i'm black on the inside measure so uh my drink i actually came up with a two drinks my drink is the in-betweener hey. oh nice yeah so it's uh it's one like did that on purpose yeah it's one measure of cream creme de cacao dark one measure of bailey's irish cream uh, one and a half ounces of vodka, and you garnish it with a green grape for the same. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah, so mm. black and white. That sounds really kind of good. Yeah, it it's does not sound that really bad. Good. Yeah, mm. I'll have to try it. I also came up with another one, and it takes place earlier in the story. Which one? The Nebula. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Nebula <laughs> is half a measure of anisette, half a measure of vermouth. And a splash of 151 proof light uh, rum, and then you light it on fire with a match. I've got a bottle of Bacardi 151. That stuff is terrible. That's why you burn it off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we get introduced, but in the, the in betweener part, we get introduced to Lord Chaos and Master Order, who are. The living embodiments of order and chaos. Exactly. <laughs> I, I will say, though, they sort of sound like 1980s WWF wrestlers. <laughs> when were Chaos and Order created? 70s. 70s. Most of the cosmic stuff was 70s, huh? Yeah. Uh, so. Starlin's run for on Warlock and Captain Marvel were the early 70s. So who runs Border Town? Barter Town? I don't, I don't know the Master preference. Master, right? Thank yeah. you. Master Blaster <laughs> runs Barter Town. Yes, Master. I don't know what those words mean. Oh... <laughs> 
One day you will get Beyond Thunderdome. Yes. <laughs> the, the greatness that is Beyond Thunderdome. Two enter, one leaves. I've used that line before. I didn't know it was from that. Yeah, it was from Beyond yeah, Thunderdome. It was great. I did that with your uh, nibblings there, Brian, because I had bought those laser guns, but I only bought like two of them, and you had like three oh, yeah. kids. And I was like, let, yeah, let them three, fight it out. Let them fight it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. Guys. Break and pull Q in half and tell them we're having tryouts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We don't have enough way to feed all of you. There you go. So, so we have the other three elders left. The other three stones. Were there, were there any? Were there any that you guys had questions about? The runner, grandmaster, collector. Grandmaster yeah, seems to be the one that's that's been around the most. Like um, he pops up more often than the other five. The collector's been around a lot mm-hmm. too. Now, are they related? I thought they were like cousins They're or brothers. brothers or the uh, all of the elders regard each other as brothers. Okay. They're not actually related. The collector actually has a daughter. She ended up hooking up with Korvac and becoming a goddess. Grandmaster has a daughter that was re- recently introduced in Avengers, Avengers. Thomas. Yeah. So, uh, but they all regard each other as brothers. I did get okay. a kick out of the collector going. I know you like to keep all this shit, but if you get something better, you know <laughs> to trade. And he totally got him there. So oh. his own weakness. I like the runner just because he's just kind of a douche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the most recent. He's a, he's a pompous like. <laughs> he was the most recent creation. He appeared in the. Uh, late 80s, early 90s Silver Surfer comics. Okay, so it was the same series of Silver Surfer just Yeah, it was the Marshall Rogers stuff. Okay. So, yeah. He's like Cosmic Flash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the runner sucks. (laughs) And that's also why he's barely been in anything since. Yeah. It's Uh, because he was a baby and then was an adult. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got turned back into a... An adult right at the very last minute when the collector was about to try to collect them, but they don't really follow through on that story as to what that's about to happen. Yeah. Well, to they follow with. through later in the Avengers story, The Collection Obsession, where uh, it shows the collector's collection all smashed, and he sheds his humanoid form, and he's got a weird spike head. spiky alien head, and some microscopic things in his collection grow full size and start running amok on Earth. And so he needs to team up with the Avengers to stop them. I fucked up. Please help me. Essentially. Yeah. Help me unfuck right. up my fuck yeah. up. So there is a direct fallout from this stuff. How how long after? It was 92, 93. Okay, so just it a couple of years. Far, yeah, because yeah, this was published in 90, correct? Yes. Yes, 90, 91. Okay. So that's what, like, at least what I was trying It didn't say in the front of my book. It said, like, most recent publication of which was, I think, it was about 2012. Thanos Quest was 2000, wasn't it? No, God, no. No, no, no. Oh. All of that was... No, this I is all... I thought in the cover. This is all in 90. Uh, I think actually, all of this was in 90. Yeah, I bought all of this stuff new off the shelf. Oh, there was, was a... Teenager. It was a... I see it was. There was a different... A new cover they made for it. That's what I was oh, for the collection. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the collector's an asshole. <laughs> They're all assholes. But uh, the collector and Grandmaster, they were both Avengers villains. The uh, Grandmaster showed up with Squadron Sinister originally. I've, I've seen many iconic covers with Grandmaster on it, with the, the pale blue face and the big yellow collar. Mm-hmm. Then, I kind of uh, like him as Jeff Goldblum, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's pretty great. I want to see Jeff Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro on screen together. Oh, that was really the collector fun. and the Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. There was a was it okay. at Disneyland? I can't remember where it was. It was, a, it was a, I think it actually might have been on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, but there's a painting. Of the Grandmaster and the Collector as uh, Jeff Goldblum and Oh really? Benicio Toro sitting at a table and like the uh, the Collector's like throwing the table over because there's a game of, like chess on it and the Grandmaster's just like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
That might be in the queue line for that ride. I think it is. My yeah. favorite, th- hey. my favorite thing that ride uh, is at the end when you're walking out. It has uh, the employee of the month, and it's all pictures of that same pink girl. Oh, like yeah. all the exact same person. Oh, what was her name? Man, which one from the movie? Uh, the pink girl, the collectors. collectors yeah, pink girl. Those. Uh, Karina. That's right. And that's the collector's daughter in the comics. Okay. So. I didn't okay. They use that character, quote-unquote, as uh, to introduce the uh, the collector's collection when it arrived on Earth for the press opening for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, that's cool. Del Toro actually showed up for that. Oh, oh nice. Cool. nice. So, yeah, that's that's Rebirth of Thanos. That's everything that le- leads up to Infinity Gauntlet. Thanos mm. is God, and... Uh... So, Infinity Gauntlet is him getting the glove? No, it's that's been. Thanos Quest. Yeah, Thanos, Thanos Quest. Quest. Yeah, Thanos Quest. At the end, he has it all. All the gems. Okay. He, does he actually have the glove? He doesn't at the have end? the glove. He, does, the glove he doesn't put it on his glove until the Silver Surfer comic, right after Thanos Quest. Okay. There's so there's stuff that happens in between Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. But it's uh, not. It's not in that copy. Not in. Yeah, it's not in that trade, and it's not. It's in an required. epic collection. It's not yeah. required either. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything that's important, they yeah. actually flash back to in, in Gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, basically, he has the gems. Mm-hmm. He makes a glove. He puts them on the glove. Yeah. It's his bling. The Gauntlet itself isn't powerful. It's just yeah. all the gems together. The, the movie implied that the, there's some inherent value to the glove. Mm-hmm. It's just Thanos' glove in the in the comic. Oh, yeah. He gets a hot glue gun and bedazzles his glove. Yeah. And it's Arts and Crafts time. It's his bling. I mean, it is amazing how much fighting there is over accessories in the Marvel Universe. So much. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's almost as uh, bad as Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that's a lot of shit for a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yes, that. it is. I want the Infinity Ruby slippers. Dude, can you imagine what you could do with the Infinity Ruby slippers? Click your slippers? heels together. Oh, they actually they, they have... Uh, so, I, the, it was a set of the ruby slippers from uh, Wizard of Oz. It wasn't actually the one that was in the movie. It was like a promotional one they would take around to places and like show them off. <clears throat> they were being auctioned off and the kid who had them before back in, like he sold them back in the 70s, it was a, it was a giveaway. Like you went to the store where they were showing them off and you got into a raffle and they would yeah. give you these shoes and there's like four pairs and like one of them, like one's at the Smithsonian, one's like in Hollywood and then this other one's being auctioned off. Like the, the beginning bids like 15 million jesus christ Ooh, okay. i saw the ones at the uh, smithsonian though oddly enough yeah i've done that no, and indiana's hat and the batmobile yeah one day you'll see thanos's glove maybe well i mean you can buy them at disneyland i've thought about it to be honest with you i really have infinity gauntlets yeah okay. i think that's part of the reason why they had to make the gloves like something special so that you had something to sell yeah sure there's a cool picture of donny cates wearing the glove um yeah. maya and i each got one through the Dr. oh yeah we got the, we got the uh marvel legends infinity gauntlet that's the movie gauntlet uh-huh. i've shown you haven't i todd yeah I okay that. yeah it's not your hand doesn't go all the way up into it your fingers it's so big but your fingers go into little uh like little levers that you can pull that move the fingers that's cool. There, it's rad. Adam, insert joke here. No, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's done fingering the glove. Oh, there's just like this whole, it's like, so your hands can't fit all the way up in there and they're never going to trigger the thing. God damn it. Well, I had one other question. Uh, can I get, just because uh, I'm not entirely certain, can I get a little backstory on uh, Silver Surfer, like how he comes into play and existence and all that kind of so stuff? His, they sort of briefly talk about it, but I was kind of curious if there was more origin? information about like, it. From the beginning? Well, because they mentioned something about being a dude who was, like, encased in this metal or something like that, is what they they mentioned in the book, something to that so effect. So, Gal- Galactus goes around the world and threatens to eat them. And so, uh, he was threatening to eat Zen Law, which is the planet where 
uh, Norin Rad is from. And Norin volunteers to become Galactus's herald and lead him to other planets so he won't eat Zen Law. And so he be, in that moment, he becomes the Silver Surfer, and Galactus grants him a fraction of his power, the power cosmic, and gives him his cosmic surfboard that allows him to be the surfer of the starways. And eventually, Galactus's pursuit of lunch leads him to Earth, where uh, Silver Surfer encounters the Fantastic Four and Alicia Masters. And Alicia teaches him about the beauty of Earth and how much that could be lost if Galactus were to eat it. So Silver Surfer rebels against Galactus and teams up with the, and teams up with the Fantastic Four and the Watcher to defeat and to drive Galactus. So okay. that's that's in and, and when was the sixties? Fantastic Four, forty-eight through fifty. Yeah, forty-eight okay. through fifty, and then his origin is in Silver Surfer number one. From sixty-nine, okay. so he was sort of like a creation of like the, the Beach Boys era surfing. Yeah, that's kind of always. That's why he had baggies on when he first appeared. Did he? Okay, he had the that underpants because he can be naked, but he is in these comics. Now he's yeah. like a sinning in front of a God and Lord Chaos. A Kindle, yeah. God and Lord Chaos. <laughs> it's better than Silver Dick along with Blue Dick. Excuse me. <laughs> well, okay. and the Watchmen, you've got oh, okay. Blue Dong yeah. with Blue Dick. Yeah. Blue Dong physics. Uh, cool. Well. So, does anybody else have anything else, or uh, I think Maya's ready to go into grades? Unless anyone else, anything else? I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, before we get too far, Andrew, I would like to thank you for coming on the show and giving us a lot more information than I would have ever known. Because as you can tell, we're a bunch of drunken idiots. Sure, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you being here. Happy to come back whenever. You can't see it, but this You're more than welcome whenever you'd like to come back. Sorry, what was that? experience has aged him terribly. Yeah. Gray Temple. I look like Doctor Strange now. (laughs) (laughs) Or say Reed Richards. Yeah. I'm just getting there on my own. (laughs) Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. So fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Cool, well, then we'll jump into grades. Uh, so, our first grade is for writing. I believe this is all by Jim Starlin, correct? Yep, it's yeah. all Jim Starlin, and the art is all Ron Lee. Oh, did you want to talk about that? Oh, we'll talk about it when we get to the art grade. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed something earlier, and Andrew explained it to me. But when we talk about art, we'll get to it. Okay, cool. Uh, so, for Jim Starlin's writing, um, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Um, I'll give it a B, because like I said, it was really fun to go through and read. It really did a great job of demonizing a character that is really evil as far as Thanos goes and making you see why he is such a threat to the galaxy. But it was also so much fun to watch him do it, like just to outsmart people and how he was constantly using his his wit. I mean, he was powerful, obviously, but he's using his wits to uh, take on these people who thought they were smarter than him and, and they found out. They chose poorly, and they weren't. So I, I really enjoyed it. Cool, uh, Mr. Todd. You know, I'm going to give it a B plus. With um, I've also read Starlin's uh, Cosmic Odyssey, but I like this better than Cosmic Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that DC? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this one is um, it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, you've got stuff from Thanos's point of view, and you've got a bunch of other characters, and even with um, the only knocks I get 
would give against it is it's is it as much the time period it's rather verbose as it's going through things but at the same time you've got it's um you have all these little stories of this is it's a uh, heist basically thing is i'm collecting these different gems and this is me just getting ready for the next big thing and but it was a quick read i was thoroughly enthralled with it so I really enjoyed it. I'm going to actually go with an A-. minus. Uh, I, I, a lot of the reasons that Adam and uh, Maya have already said, I really enjoyed it. I freaking loved the sequence of uh, getting Drax to watch cartoons <laughs> or television. Fantastic. Like, like I kind of I kind of want to make a poster of that and just hang it in my wall like because I just think it's awesome. Uh, actually, I would love for them to do that in the movie. Like That would be my favorite thing in the world for them to do is Drax. David Bautista just sitting there as Drax watching TV and like missing an entire fight would be like amazing. If that happens in the movie, I want so many bonus points because we did not... We recorded this before we saw this. But if that happens, I would... I will lose my shit. It would be so great. Seeing they're uh, watching it with Teenage Groot and then having Teenage Groot disappear on him because he's supposed to be watching the guy. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly if, what that should be. If James Gunn was writing, you might get that, but not with the Russo Brothers. Yeah. So maybe it'll be in the next Guardians, but like I freaking love that. But no, I, I don't know. Russo Brothers started off directing Arrested Development. In Community. In Community. Oh, sure. but it's, it's, great it's community. like a very yes. James Gunn-ish thing to do. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I could be like one of the deleted scenes. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the, I mean, yeah. the big credit scene or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we take a villain, we make him really interesting and actually kind of likable, and almost kind of root for him. Like he's he's going to destroy half the like universe, and you're still kind of like kind of badass. Like it's yeah, kind of cool, kind of interesting. So like there's there's something impressive in that writing, and I think that's I, I really really enjoyed it. So who's got money on the first Infinity War ending with Thanos snapping his fingers? Like like he's killing half of the universe. Then it goes to black. Yeah, because I, I told you that the other day. I'm pretty sure I, that's going to happen. We, we we both had the same idea about uh-huh. that, but I just don't know. It's got to happen. But are they going to show the fallout, or are they going to save it for save it for the second? Because movie? that's that's the whole thing. Is they're not they're not even saying what the de- title of the second movie is until this one comes out because it is a spoiler. They said, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Death of Captain America. No. <laughs> it said they weren't even going to announce it for like months after. Like it's going to be a while before they actually say what the next movie is going to be called. Hmm. Huh. They, they, they will have the uh, the reveal on the DVD, so you have to go buy it to find out what the next movie <laughs> Of course they will. Or there's this thing called no. the internet. Or it's going to be... The reveal is you've got to sign up for the Disney Flicks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Streaming service. The Disney Flicks yeah. streaming service is when you can see what the title is. With a one-year contract. That's right. Back to Grades. grades for writing for Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. Um, partly because this is, it was later on, but basically all this Jim Starlin stuff is kind of what got me really into Marvel comics. And I, I have quite a fondness for it, but I also loved seeing instead of just the good guys fight the bad guys, this, this has a very, even if, if without, if I didn't know that it was leading to infinity gallant, this has a very big, uh, like it's all building to something bigger, mm-hmm. bigger than what it could be already. And I kind of like that feeling. It's been a while. Uh, not many books give that to me anymore, even though they're all, you know, written for the trade. And I, I still don't get, not very often do I get that this is leading to something huge. And I love that in this. And I love Thanos. Uh, they had, uh, the Russo brothers had said recently that Infinity War is Thanos's movie and everyone else's supporting characters in it. So I hope we get a lot of the Thanos in this book in the movie where we get to meet not necessarily meet Thanos but see his intentions and I wanna I wanna hear monologues from him and, and I want this Thanos in the movie. 
Well, with James Brolin's voice, some of those monologues would actually be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. Oh, cool. Josh uh, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Sorry, who did I say? James Brolin. Same diff. <laughs> That's his dad. They all look the same. Whatever. One Brolin. You can interchange them. One Brolin. It's all like the Baldwin brothers. Actors, they're all the same. Yeah, but one of the Baldwin brothers is a big asshole, so. The other ones are just little the, assholes? Well, the Christy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I try to block him out. So it's fun when you reconnect like, uh, with like an old friend you haven't talked to for a while and like used to hang out and party with them and everything else, and now they're like settled down with kids and all Christy. <laughs> I didn't really notice that that much. It's usually the opposite. I said for that. I hadn't talked to like in, I haven't seen him in years. Um, we used to like, hang out all the time and everything else. And I was in our text yesterday joking that it was four twenty because you know she used right. to smoke a lot. She's like, I bet you don't anymore. It's like, no, I'm you know settled down with my kids. She's like, but we, you know, what are your thoughts on God? I'm like. And you know my conversation is over. And then, yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you responded, new phone, who dis? <laughs> new phone, <laughs> who dis? <laughs> who dis? <laughs> but, so, so then she kind of gave me the, the typical Christian boilerplate about religion, and I just said my piece, and then, then she was fine. She didn't push it, so. I mean, we've been friends long enough to know where she wouldn't, but I thought it was like, hmm. really? You are super Christy now. I don't know think about that. Christy. Christy. Super Christy. All right. Uh, cool. cool. And for uh, writing, we finally get to our guest, lovely guest, Mr. Andrew. Uh, I'll give it an A minus. I'm, I'm a big fan of Starlin's writing, but uh, I'm going to agree with Todd. It does get uh, a little verbose in parts. He lo- he does like his monologues, but he's always written that way. Uh, but it's still good, so I'll give it the A minus. Well, it's like Bendis. He never says with one more what he can say with three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that word yeah, that but wrong compared with to Bendis, Bendis, he's pretty abridged. Like Bendis will go oh, on. Oh, and, again, I, I love I love both of them, but that's yeah. just you know it's not Bendis level. From the generation of uh, writers where Starling comes from, you, know, you also get like Chris Claremont, yeah. mm-hmm. and those Ooh. guys all have a certain style about them where they have to describe what's going on in the panel, even though. You're seeing what's going on in the panel. This is is Cyclops. He can shoot optic blasts, but that he keeps contained with his ruby quartz glasses. Yeah. Every third panel. Exactly. This isn't radio, you son of a bitch. (laughs) It's actually a really good way of describing some of that. Cool. Well, speaking of describing the art, uh, so for our artists... um, Just Ron Ron Lim. It's the same artist. Ron Lim. And that's that's what I was going to bring up, because if you notice, it looks different from the Silver Surfer issues to the Thanos issues. And it's the yeah. same colors, just different inkers. So I, I actually asked Andrew about why why does it look different? Why does it look a little more painterly? And mm-hmm. I got an answer. The Thanos Quest was one of the first Marvel comics to use digital color separations. Oh, okay. And so that's why uh, it looks different from the other books. Now it's common to color everything yeah. in the computer. But back then, it was brand new. Yeah, and it, uh, some of the dead giveaways are the way too many highlights. Everything <laughs> looks real shiny. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, when the in-betweener is using his power in his force globe, there's a geometric pattern that looks like it was created with a Photoshop filter. Well, and like, and now that I know what you're talking about, like you also look at some of like the, the space backgrounds and things like that as well. Yeah. Like there's like nebulas in the background and things like yeah, that. That, um, that kind of gradient in it was brand new. For mm-hmm. That's really cool. Also. Oh. Okay. So this is the Toy Story of comic books. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for art, 
what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'll, I'll go with B plus. I like. I really enjoyed it. Uh, imagine that is interesting. Uh, Andrew, let us know about that. Like why it didn't look different. But yeah, it was it, it was colorful. It popped. It made you feel like you were visiting these other places. It was like you you know when you're seeing all these crazy things happening in these different worlds. Uh, it was unique and. And fun, so yeah. Cool, uh, Mr. Todd. You know, I will give this a B plus as well. It's all the different variations you see of Thanos. At the same time, it's like, oh, it's Thanos is Thanos, but you've got him sitting in his chair. You've got outlines of him in the cosmic. You've got him coming into these different places, and it's such great personality. And he really just the art really just sells how much of a douche he is. <laughs> And I think that's great. Uh, as you watch everything else, I mean, you have the over-the-topness of a bit of Drax the Destroyer. That one looks like, oh, look, that's really a little bit dated for the era. There's just a little bit of nips and tucks here, but the uh, Thanos look is rather timeless, I think. And right there, and it looks great. So, yeah. I think timeless is a good way of describing it, because like, I was having, I mean, like, I really enjoy the art on this, but I was having a little bit of a hard time placing it time-wise. I didn't know if it was older or newer than it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm going to give it probably an A-, minus uh, because looking through it, I think, with the exception of the Impossible Man issues, I would almost take the art from any one of these pages and be very happy to hang it up on my wall, you know? Um, if I had the original art or something like that effect, I think it's I think it's really cool, it's really well done. I think that the, the fact that it's the, the Thanos quest looks so different. Um, I mean, I, I kind of just thought that they had sort of sat down and decided to do sort of something more of like a uh, like a little graphic novel kind of thing, specifically for this, separate from the comics or not, whatnot. But uh, I just really enjoyed this art. I think it's actually really fun. Uh, there's some really cool images on it. Uh, that Thanos Quest 2000 cover looks great with Thanos grinning and the up light and all that stuff. Like, looks super creepy and cool. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus B plus. Uh, Ron Lim is a legend. <laughs> uh, I love, you know, this, this look of Thanos was my, you know, my Thanos when I first got into it. It's mm-hmm. no matter what, what, how they change him or what he looks like, this will always be what my Thanos looks like. Um, and like Adam said, I love, you know, when they went to different planets or different worlds or even just different parts of space, you got a sense that you were actually in different places and not just, you know, the, the same space just drawn a little differently. The a- action is great. You know, it's easy easy to tell what's going on. There's no real confusion. You know, sometimes you look at a panel and you have trouble deciphering what exactly is going on. Um, but not with this. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it completely. Cool. Um, and Andrew? Uh, I'm going to give it an A. I'm a huge fan of Ron Lim. I've met him before. He's a prince. I love this guy. You even have a sketch. Yeah, I have a, a hand-drawn commission of Thanos that he did for me. Uh, hanging That's up awesome. in my office. Yeah, I uh, I really, really like this story. I like the way Ron Lim draws Silver Surfer. I really like the way he draws Thanos. And then Thanos Quest... Um, was fantastic. I've, like I said earlier, I've bought these stories five times in different iterations over the years. I just uh, can't get enough of it. Awesome. Uh, and so then we will go for overall grade for the entire book and uh, everything within it. Uh, Mr. Todd. You know, I give it an A minus. I really enjoyed it. The uh, writing and the drawing really sang together. I hate these. And so it elevates it 
in and of itself. So it's not the very best thing I've ever read. So I'll give it an A minus. Okay. It's great. Uh, uh, Mr. Todd. Oh, not Mr. Todd. Mr. Adam. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll go with it actually an A because like this is uh, uh, this story is really interesting. I love again seeing this character develop, and uh, it was I think wasn't I the one who actually recommended it? Yeah, you were. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I threw this one out there. Oh, see, I thought it was uh, Maya. That's why I kept asking him questions. I apologize, Adam. Oh, you're, no, you're fine. We're all here talking. Uh, I, you know, it actually made me interested in Thanos as a character and one made me go out and actually look for more stuff and to read it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. I, I love it was watching people outsmart each other, especially when people, kind of the whole pride goes before a fall. They think they're the greatest. And then, no, you're a dumbass. Uh, so it, it, it scratched every itch I have as far as for what I like to see in a comic. So definitely pick this up. I know you probably already went and saw Infinity War. Uh, and there's a different way I hope you get the stones there, but this is worth fighting because I mean obviously the Infinity Gauntlet was one of the major stories of you know Marvel in the nineties, so cool. Uh and I'm also gonna give it an A. Like I, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um I enjoyed it. I'm glad I read it. And uh, it makes me want to go back and read Infinity Gauntlet again, which I if I have time, I probably will before the movies come out. Um and Mr. Maya. Uh I'm gonna say A. You know, there's really not much I can say that hasn't already been said, but like you, I, I want to go through uh, Andrew and I both just got the, the big Infinity Gauntlet box set, and it makes me just want to keep continuing on and, and reread everything. Yeah, my only problem is I still have a lot of stuff in my TV-Red pile, and I haven't even gotten the, <laughs> I haven't got the post office to pick up the box you just sent me in books. <laughs> so, and uh, Mr. Andrew? Hey, uh, yeah, I love it, and I've loved it since I was a teenager. Cool. Uh, before we leave this, anybody else have anything they want to throw in before we go into recommendations? There was a bit at the back of... Oh, the Logan's uh, Run. You, the, you from had a question Logan's about that. Yes. Yeah, the, what that was was it was a backup in a one of their licensed books of Lo, uh, from the movie Logan's Run, and it's the first Thanos solo story. Oh, okay. And it's from and it's from the seventies. And Drax is and he's fighting Drax the Destroyer over a sacred flower, and Thanos is there just to destroy it. Gotcha. Okay, that's and it stands for. Did they did they put it in? Uh, as you mentioned, it was in Logan's Run. You know, one of their licensed books. Did they put it in there to try to sell more Logan's Run? Like, hey, here's a Thanos story too. No, I think it was more as a promotion to what was going on with the Thanos books. Oh. Those were pretty popular. Those were like Captain Marvel and Avengers. Captain Marvel and Avengers. Okay. And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. Mr. Maya, I know you said earlier that you had a recommendation, so do you want to start us out? Yeah, so you were talking about Superman's secret identity before. Um, as, as this comes out... Three of the four issues of its spiritual successor, Batman Creature of the Night, have come out. Uh, it's also by Kurt Busiek, and I think it's... Um, I'm blanking on who the artist is on it. Uh, Hollingsworth? No. No, that's the other one. But it is... It's really good, and it's hard to describe without actually giving stuff away. But it is... Uh, you think it's going to go one direction, and it goes a complete 180. It is fucking 
balls out crazy, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Okay. Yeah, it shows that uh, John Paul Leon. John Paul Leon, that's right. Have you been reading it, Todd? No, but I've got the Google. Uh, <laughs> you should get that looked at. <laughs> There's a few pills I need to take. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you have any recommendations? I, did, I can't remember if I've recommended this in the past or not, but they've announced um, that they're going to be making this into a feature or a show or something. It's uh, Vertigo's The Kitchen. It was actually one of the last things that editor Will Doyle um, did before everything moved to Burbank from New York. Um, behind it is it takes place in 1970s New York, a bunch of husbands go to jail, and they're the ones that like collect money for the mob, and the wives are kind of out of luck, so they take their husband's job. And they're the ones collecting the money <laughs> each week, and they get some grief for it, and then they get a show that they're the ones who's boss. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a good time, and I'm looking forward to the production of it. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you have any recommendations? No, I just gave it. Sorry, I'm going to keep doing that, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, yeah, so it's a little bit for a few weeks by the time we get this, but uh, as a PS4 exclusive, it's the new God of War game. So it's the fourth one in the series. Uh, it completely reboots the, the game as far as you're still Kratos, the main character, uh, but they move you from Greek mythology into Norse mythology. Uh, mm. And it starts out where you uh, you left everything behind, you got married, you had a kid, uh, but your wife dies, and so her last, her final uh, wish is to have her ashes spread at the top of this giant mountain. So you're on this whole quest to get there with your with your kid. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Birdman with Michael Keaton, where yeah, the whole yeah. movie was filmed mm-hmm. was one take. Yeah, yeah. This game does the same thing. So the moment the game comes on, the camera follows you, and it's like you're doing like one take. So even when you're in this huge boss battle at the very very beginning with like this crazy villain throwing each other through mountains and stuff the camera never leaves your shoulder oh cool. and it's really almost, it's almost unnerving the only time it ever actually pans anywhere it's like if you die it'll start over and you but from the moment it starts to the moment it ends you it's one continuous take uh that's great and the game itself is gorgeous it's it really dives deep into the the father-son characteristic because you're you know because you're this god killer basically and you know that your same rage and your blood flows in your son's veins so you're trying to train him how to be how to survive and become a man at the same time you don't want him to become what you've become hmm. uh and it's just absolutely only a couple hours in so i've only i've only scratched the service what to do but uh if you got a ps4 a pro get it for that put it in 4k and uh, aside from like maybe some pc gaming you've never seen a more beautiful amazing game so oh wow so go pick it up it's cool. really cool mr andrew do you have a recommendation yes i'd like to recommend uh Ruthless, number one, by Valady Studios. Uh, available at all fine comic shops in the Salt Lake City area or on at ValadyStudios.com. Also, the gull number two is just out this month. In the cover for that issue is... Yeah, where yeah, the yeah. gull is fighting Baron Von Beehive. So, <laughs> yeah, check it out. Awesome. Cool. Uh, it sounds weird. But uh, last night I went and saw Air Supply from the uh, mid '80s. Yeah, and they actually put on a pretty damn good show. Actually, it was pretty fun. There was a crazy lady who ran on stage and hugged uh, the lead singer uh, in the middle of uh, "I'm All Out of Love." Uh, but uh, if you go see um, if you go see Air Supply, which I do recommend you do, uh, I will let you in on a little joke, uh, inside joke. So my buddy Doug is their bass player. Uh, so if you if you go see them, scream really loud for Doug. Uh, he's also very good friends with the guitarist, uh, the, their hired gun guitarist, uh, a guy named uh, Aaron, who's also an amazing guitarist. Uh, but 
Doug kept telling me how popular they were in Asia, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but okay, fine. He's like, no, we still like sell out stadiums when we're Asia. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm up in Beverly Hills last night going to this concert, and in line in front of me was like two full Asian families to try to get the tickets to get in the theater. And I go up into the balcony, and I'm like one of the few white people there. Like, it was like a lot of Asian people there. And then although I have a friend of mine who was sitting downstairs, and he's like, I'm just surrounded by uh, white people. So all the white people sat downstairs, all the Asian people and me sat upstairs. But uh, they put on a good show. They're really fun. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go, you know, check out Air Supply. Enjoy some uh, some 80s power ballads. It's actually it was a really fun evening. So uh, go check that out and say hey to Doug for me. Hey, Doug. Um, Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Ario. He's their, uh, he's their uh, mixer as well. He's a good Is friend he, of mine. Too. Ario Speedwagon? <laughs> That's what I call him. What's up, Speedy? Uh, unfortunately, Ario is a, a, a for sure. He, he's, he's a slightly larger dude, so calling him Ario is like, slightly rude, but uh, he's a good dude, man. I like Ario. So, yeah. Anyway, so that will probably do it for us. Uh, I didn't say at the beginning, but we are. I, I kind of want to pull Stanley and call this the Merry Marvel Movie Month. Of May. Uh, of May. Or, of May. Oh, there we go. I'll add that too. Magnificent. Um, so, uh,. Yes. Yeah, so next week uh, for episode 109, we are going to be doing the of the new Star Wars line. We're doing the Lando book, which is one of the few Star Wars books I didn't actually have for some reason that slipped through my hold uh, because of its tie-in through the Han Solo movie that's coming out. Not technically a Marvel movie, but it's a Marvel comic and a Disney movie. They're all owned by the same parent company. It all works out. Uh, so we'll be doing that next week. The week after, we'll be doing the Deadpool Max uh, first volume uh, nut job, which is a little tricky to find, but is can be found. Um, and then we'll finish up the month with uh, Ant-Man, Second Chance Man, uh, which is the uh, beginning of the new run of Ant-Man that came out a little while ago. Uh, so It's one of the best Ant-Man comics they've ever made. It's super fun. But that's not saying much. It's not saying much. Not saying much but, uh, but, but the whole Bear Man thing, too, is also pretty awesome, though. Like, there's some great stuff in that Grizzly. Ant-Man. Yeah, so... The Grizzly. Oh, the Grizzly, that's right. That's his name, yeah. It's, it, it's weird wait, 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 and fun. Shark? and oh, Sorry, what? Grizzly Shark? <laughs> not far off. Like, it's... Yeah. It, it, it's a dude in a bear suit for no particular. I mean, he and he's a super villain, but really because he's just in a bear suit. Like that's really all there is to it. It's actually so great. I, just, I just like walk around with my shirt off and I'd be the same character. Yeah, probably. Bear suit. Yeah, I feel about the same. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so we got a lot of fun books coming up. Once again, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us and helping enlightening our uh, our dumb little minds about all this stuff. It was great having you. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And check out Andrew's stuff. Uh, all the okay, I'm going to say his name wrong. Valeity Studios. Valeity. Valeity. Valeity Studios. Okay, awesome. Yes, Valeity is a dream or hope that you have, you want to achieve, but aren't willing to go to the effort to achieve it. Ah, okay, that's a good name then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, cool. Well, then, awesome. Thank you guys so much, um, and we will see you next time. Bye! <laughs> Slow dying off. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. 
And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.